If you're wondering how games actually work in Tesla cars, I'll show you a brief rundown. Plus, we've learned why you can't get gift cards on the Epic Game Store. Tonight is January 2nd, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say uh, even if... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome. We made it to 2022. And uh, the best part of doing live things and having people react in chat is, like, not knowing exactly what they're reacting to. So when SSJ, when her mat says, oh, no, I'm like, okay, is he reacting to what I just said? Or did the stream die? Or is, you know, is it any matter of things? But I think everything's okay. Uh, we made it. Hopefully, uh, you know, you still have all the fingers and toes that you had in the uh, before the new year. And uh, we can enjoy, hopefully have a better year than we did last year. Um, hopefully, hopefully. So happy new year says orange, right? But welcome to the first edition in 2022 of uh, the Bobby Blackwell show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. Uh, if you are joining us live, thank you so much. We do tape the show live each and every, uh, Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash network. That is where we tape the show, where apparently, according to Zenmaki 11, every channel on Twitch froze at once. So that's what the Ono was. So uh, my stuff's fine. My connection is actually fine, which is good, because I'm actually showing video tonight. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so we do tape the show live each on every Sunday night. It makes the commenting that you hear me make during the show will make a little bit more sense, but we are an audio podcast. We love having you on the audio podcast. If you want to interact with the show outside of Sunday night, we are on discord, vognetwork.com slash discord. And uh, you can see some things uh, that we uh, talk about, uh, wind up talking about on the show and even get your comment read about that uh, article or about that news piece. If we do cover it next week, starts awesome games done quick 2022 uh and uh i am thrilled once again to be able to be a host i'm a donation reader uh this is going to be my fourth event my third event is a full-time host and uh i am going to be doing three different hosting sessions i'm going to be on for eight hours throughout the entire uh seven day marathon which runs from 24 hours uh of people speed running games so i am going to be doing it about 10 a.m eastern on tuesday january 11th i'm going to be hosting the first two and a half hours of kaya Rune's final fantasy 13 run so it's going to be about 10 a.m eastern uh if you go to gamesdonequick.com slash schedule it will change it to your time zone and also update as the the marathon goes on however further back they are how delayed they are on Thursday, January 13th, at about 1.30, 1.45, 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern, Froob is going to be running Lost Judgment, a game in the Yakuza series. Came out just this year. And then on Saturday, January 15th, at about noon-ish, uh, I'm going to be hosting Octopus Cal's run of Earthbound, which will only take about an hour. Uh, he's a Japanese runner. And then after that, right now, it's still Fallout New Vegas, 
run by Banana Pegasus, all unique weapons. A Bethesda game in my speedrunning marathon? What? Uh, so if you do uh, donate, uh, you uh, if you put the hashtag Vogue Network in your donation message, uh, you put it like at the very end. That does not get read on the air. It just tells the people that are screening the donations that you're part of my community. But when you donate... Uh, and you put in your comment, please do not mention this podcast. Do not mention the network. I cannot self-promote. You cannot, uh, I cannot read your donation that self-promotes me. Uh, I am allowed to say my name and that's it. I can't say anything else about me. I can't say social media or anything else that I do. So if you want to uh, uh, donate, that is the way that you can get more uh, on the uh, more likely to be read on the air. And especially Final Fantasy 13 is going to have a lot of spots uh, where there's going to be a lot of time for donations. Um, maybe not in the first 15 to 20 minutes. I've actually already been able to speak with the runner, and we talked about like when the handoff's going to be and stuff like that. Uh, uh, so uh, there, that's going to be a great time to get donations in. And and I'm sure Lost Judgment will have some good good times as well uh, because it's also another two-and-a-half-hour run. S. Jaron Amat says, Good thing they made the call to do remote HGDQ early. I get they were forced to do due to state mandates, but things aren't great now. Yeah, no, it would have been... Uh, it would have actually... It would have been canceled or postponed uh, had AGDQ been scheduled uh, to be in person next week, which was what they wanted to do. Uh, but they would have canceled it had it been in person. So uh, that would have been really, really sad. Uh, if I had made it and I had already gotten all my plans to go out there. Uh, but since it is remote, that means on Monday night I can go get crushed by sports again uh, because uh, I know that uh, as, 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 as much as everybody says my dogs are awesome, uh, my alma mater, uh, I fully plan to see them get crushed again uh, in Indianapolis on Monday night. So um, if I was at HEDQ, I would be watching that from my hotel room. At least here I can watch it from... Uh, I can I can get I can get let down on the big screen. Let's put it that way. So uh, the big news uh, that that got me excited. I, I've I've been kind of knowing that this was coming. This was uh, going to be a thing for a while. Uh, and it's because uh, you know I, I'm I'm in pin, I'm in the pinball world now. And uh, Stern Pinball finally announced that they are, are making a Rush pinball based on the band Rush. Uh, the greatest thing out of uh, greatest uh, export out of Canada. There's going to be at least 17 songs on it. Uh, so they list La Via Strangato, Headlong Flight, Subdivisions, Tom Sawyer, One Little Victory, Cygnus X1, Book 1, and I think Book 2 is on there. Yep. Fly By Night, The Spirit of Radio, Limelight, Far Cry, which is not about the game, but it's a great song. Free Will, Red Barchetta, 2112, The Big Money, Working Man, and Bastille Day. And apparently... Uh, there are two other games or two other songs, but it's the most songs that we've ever seen in a music pin uh, from Stern because they've done like Led Zeppelin, they've done Beatles, they've done uh, stuff like that. We are going to see more about it uh, at CES, which they are attending virtually. Uh, so um, we're uh, I'm looking forward probably Tuesday. We're going to get the actual reveal of the playfield and uh, of of what the game actually looks like. And uh, Mike Def asks, are you rushing to get it? I can't actually remember. Is, is the boo on this one? Yeah. I see what you did there. But uh, I, I, am, I am already on the list with my distributor. So, um, and I am uh, on the list for a limited edition 
which is they basically stern pinballs, uh, new, especially new in box. They come in three varieties. There's pro, premium, uh, and limited edition. Pro is usually what you see in the bars and in on location, essentially, because uh, they have the least amount of moving parts, even though there's still a whole bunch of moving parts. They, it has the least because it's the one that's going to get the most wear and tear. Premium has all like the uh, added additional bells and whistles, like the Mandalorian. It's got the play field that tilts uh, and stuff like that. That's what I have of the Mandalorian. And then limited edition is the premium with a better sound system, better art, uh, and, and a shaker motor that actually rumbles the table. All these stuff, all things you could probably mod onto a premium, but uh, that's what limited edition is. And they only make a thousand of them, uh, or they, they usually only make 750, but apparently they're making a thousand of the rush ones. And I'm one of the, the thousand. So, uh, Mike Def says, uh, my joke got the limelight and Bobby will be a working man to get it. I can keep going. Please don't. We're, you, you, we're done. We're done. So I'll talk more about that next week. So, uh, this was brought up on our Discord, and uh, I, uh, I I thought this was interesting about uh, about one of the game stores on PC, and uh, 13X Forever, I believe, posted this on our Discord, and uh, it was a tweet thread uh, for over the, during this Christmas, because one of the things that a lot of people give, especially if you don't know what to get someone, is you get them a gift card for something, so you can get them an Amazon gift card, a Best Buy gift card, what have you, uh, and you can get them point cards or wallet cards for the three consoles and you can get a steam wallet card you can get a minecraft card you can get a roblox card you can get like you go to like the gift card section at like a best buy or something or a GameStop. even uh there's a bunch you can get them for everything except for epic game store and uh a twitter user it's the luke uh tweeted on christmas day uh he, he, he uh, tweeted tim sweeney head of epic saying, you're probably not going to see this, but I'll send it anyway. Do you have any idea when we can start seeing Epic Games gift cards? It's something that seems to be missing and something that I would love. Merry Christmas, and thank you to my favorite games launcher. Thank you for my favorite games launcher. Tim Sweeney replied and said, thanks and Merry Christmas. This is something we want to do eventually, but it will take a lot of effort to make the economics work because most of those gift cards are built on high-margin platforms like Steam's 30%. So first off, it's really interesting how Tim Sweeney immediately blames Steam for this. I don't know if Steam's living rent-free in his head or something. But what he's essentially saying is the reason Epic doesn't have gift cards yet is because they don't take enough of a cut. And that's very telling to me because it tells me who whose priority with these services. Uh, so obviously, for I mean, like if I talk about Steam and 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 let's talk about Valve and Epic, let's talk about Steam and Epic. Obviously, their first priority is to the company, their themselves. They're, that's their first priority to themselves. Um, if they had shareholders, usually the first priority is to the shareholders. Uh, I do not believe either of them is publicly traded, even though I know Tencent owns a lot of Epic. Uh, I know Steam is not publicly traded, so but they do actually have founders that people who have a vested interest in the company. So that's their that's their first. We're gonna just say okay, that's their first priority. But what this tells me, and the fact that like Epic Game Store doesn't have that many convenience features, they just got a shopping cart this month, where you could actually have a shopping cart and, and order multiple things at once. Uh, 
the reason they don't have these convenience features is because they don't take enough money from the, uh, to to be able to put those out which tells me that epic's second priority after themselves epic's second priority is developers they are really leaning hard to the developers and so because they take less of a cut the developer gets more of that money and that means that there aren't as many consumer friendly features on the store because their first priority after themselves is the developer. Steam, uh, on the other hand, seems like their first first priority after themselves is the consumer, which is why you see a whole bunch of different payment options. You see gift cards, you see uh, gifting and trading and, and all this stuff. That's more consumer-focused, and you can argue that Steam is more focused on giving the consumers a better experience than giving the developers more money. And it's because those experiences, those uh, convenience features, cost money to develop, and they cost money to maintain. And that's where Steam's 30% comes from. That's what they use with that 30% is to give the consumers something better. Whereas Epic has said, well, we don't need to give the consumers all those convenience features. We're going to give that to the developers and we're going to operate on a shoestring budget, quote unquote, you know, for a a billion dollar company, you know, shoestring. It's a very expensive shoestring, but they're operating on a very shoestring budget, which is why they don't have things like it took them a while to get a shopping cart because it it takes time and money. And since they're giving, you know, 88% of all the sales to the developer and they have to deal with credit card fees. If you use a credit card, there's a 3% fee they got to pay. That comes out of the 12% that Epic takes. Anyway, they're not making as much, they're not banking as much money from every sale. And so it takes them longer to be able to put in features that would be convenient for the consumer. Because remember, Epic's is very developer first, whereas Valve... You can kind of say they're consumer first. I mean, they're really them. They're both them first. But uh, Steam more wants you, the consumer, to have a better experience, where Epic more wants the developer to have a better experience. And ZenMonkey11 says, I like the path that Epic is taking. Uh, and and uh, Questbuster says, Sweeney is still the majority stakeholder for Epic, but Tencent owns a massive stake. Epic stock isn't publicly traded, but Tencent stock is. Uh, and E3VL says, can't they do digital cards only? There is no gift cards. There's no gift codes or anything on Epic yet. And Fifth Dream says, I like the free games I'm taking. And Questbuster says, during the Epic versus Apple trial, it's also revealed that the Epic store was not expected to be profitable until 2027. And Zumonkey11 says, it costs a lot of money to print those cards. I don't blame him. It's actually not about the money to print them, even though that's part of it. Uh, but it's the take when you sell the card at, like, Amazon. Amazon takes a cut. Or if you sell it, like, if you pick it up at your GameStop. GameStop takes a cut. Uh, they, they, they all take kind of a cut of this. Um, Bowl on our Discord, who uh, can't be here live, but he participates and listens to the podcast and participates. Bowl on our Discord said, considering Valve eats all various transaction fees with their 30%, it is often lower than that too, which is what enables them to support so many payment methods. As a customer, we always pay the listed price, and I expect developers to always get the 70%, while Valve gets what is left after said fees. And I think for keys sold outside Steam, like on the Humble Store, they get no cut at all, but then it's Humble handling those fees. Uh, like the credit card processing fees and things like that. 
Um, so essentially what it comes down to is that the reason we don't have convenience features on the Epic Game Store is because they have decided that the developers are more important, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It just, it is what it is. Whereas Valve takes the, the cut that they take and they put in new features into Steam. Steam gets more robust and that's that's paid for through the 30% that they take that the developers themselves don't get. So it really depends on what you think your priority, uh, the, the storefront should be for you. Some people are okay. Like I use the launcher to buy a single game. I buy it with my own money and it's good. Perfect. Then, you know, Epic Game Store is great for you. Uh, but if you're somebody who, you know, wants to gift people games or gift people, you know, give a gift card so people can buy games on the system uh, since you don't know what to get them or, you know, doing them in any of the myriad of other things that Steam allows, uh, that's paid for out of that 30%. Fistream says just PayPal your friend 60 bucks, And that's that's what you have to do now. That's what you have to do now for Epic Game Store, whereas, uh, you know... I don't like linking my payment methods to a game client. Steam doesn't have a link to my, none of them, Steam, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, Epic, none of them link to my, any of my PayPal accounts or my credit cards or anything. I don't have any of that because they're such high targets to me for people trying to take data. Uh, And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, if they try hard enough, they'll get in. And um, I don't want to, lose my data so i only do any of that stuff through gift cards i'm buying gift cards and giving them to myself and filling them out uh that's how i buy all my games on on all those all the digital games so they could you could paypal me 60 bucks and then i guess i get that 60 bucks and then i go buy a gift card and stuff and i'd rather just you know get a gift card so i just thought that was very interesting how uh you know tim sweeney said oh yeah we'd love to do that we just can't afford to uh, and Steam can because they're terrible and they treat their developers poorly. And Podcast says reloadable Visa debit card. Yeah, I could do that, but that's a lot of work. Tireclaw brought this up a little bit earlier in chat, uh, but uh, I was planning on talking about it anyway about sports. Uh, and uh, last week, a uh, big, big week in terms of uh, un- unfortunate people leaving us. Uh, too soon, even if they were 99 years old. Polygon reports that John Madden, the Super Bowl champion football coach and Hall of Fame broadcaster and namesake of EA Sports' cornerstone video game franchise for more than 30 years, died on Tuesday. He was 85. Uh, Madden, whose 759 winning percentage is the highest among coaches in professional football's modern era, is widely remembered as the leader of one of NFL's most romanticized romanticized franchises, the Oakland Raiders of the 1970s, and the voice of Sunday afternoons in CBS and Fox Sports booths. Stints as a boisterous TV pitchman for hardware, beer, and antifungal foot powder also betrayed his public image as an avancular, warm-hearted figure. Somebody had a thesaurus when they wrote this. But in a 34-year partnership with Electronic Arts, Madden reached a fame far beyond all those accolades. His name is synonymous with the sport of American football himself. EA Sports Madden NFL series begun in 1988 introduced football strategy, fundamentals, and techniques to millions of children and young adults in both the United States and overseas. In Madden's video game, going back to IBM PCs and the Sega Genesis, 
Concepts like trap blocking and zone blitzing, passing routes like the post and the dragon, defenses like the nickel and the 46, shed the telestrator jargon appealed, uh, appended to them over the preceding two decades and came to life in basements and dormitories of America. And since at least 1990, when Electronic Arts first published John Madden Football for Consoles, Let's Play some Madden has been rec room vernacular for Let's Play Football. Uh, EA Sports said in a statement Tuesday evening, quote, Today we lost a hero. John Madden was synonymous with the sport of football for more than 50 years. His knowledge of the game was second only to his love for it and his appreciation for everyone that ever stepped on the gridiron, unquote. Um, so Madden was approached by Electronic Arts founder Trip Hawkins in 1984 to build a football computer simulation uh, that uh, his two-year-old studio, back when EA was only two, uh, w- w- was developing. Uh, so... Uh, he met up with Madden, and Madden insisted that the video game present two teams of 11 players, 22 sprites on a single screen, a brutal workload for personal computers of the day. Hawkins and the EA developers were uh, with him were more comfortable delivering a seven-on-seven game. Madden said, quote, that's not real football, uh, uh, unquote. And then Hawkins said it would take years to develop a game that rendered all 22, game, uh, 22 players, and Madden said, then it will take years. Madden told ESPN video games journalist John Robinson in 2011, quote, it was important to me that if it was going to football, it was going to be real football. It was going to be NFL football. And to trip Hawkins, while this was a computer game, to me, this was a teaching tool. I wanted it so when computers came out, a coach could use his computer to show his players the plays, and then you could analyze the chance of success of the play. If that worked, I thought it would be a good high school tool or even a good college tool, unquote. And so he had that in 1984. 19, June 1st, 1988, the first Madden came out for Apple II, and in 1989 for the Commodore 64 and 128 and MS-DOS PCs. The reason that this is important to the video game industry is because Madden didn't just lend his name. He fundamentally shaped what a sports game should be because up until then there was an officially licensed NFL game for the Intellivision, which had like three on and Atari and they had like three on three or seven on seven or something like that. And he said, no, it's gotta be 11 on 11. It's if it's in the game, it's in the game. And it took somebody of Madden's stature and Madden's respect level for the industry to say, okay, fine, because Trip Hawkins could have said, well, okay, if you're not going to be involved in this unless it's 11-11, I guess we'll do it without you. But instead, it was John Madden. So they did it with him, and it took four years. And so other sports went the same route. And this was kind of, a, this started off all of the other sports games that were more realistic simulation. Zen Monkey 11 says, the first time I heard of Madden was when I played first played Madden on the Sega Genesis. We used to have tournaments from like 1990 to 1996, fun times, and I'm a Raiders fan. Uh, Questbuster says, it's amazing how long the franchise has lasted through its ups and downs. I don't even play it, but I appreciate and respect what it has done for sports games. Dark Tatsia says, I could never wrap my head around realistic football like Madden, but I can appreciate what he did for video game sports stuff. I will say that the Madden series, as well as the NCAA football series which is what I played more of than Madden, uh, actually helped me understand football a lot more. Uh, and, and to that point, you know, soccer match, soccer games are more realistic now than they were initially. Uh, and I really started understanding soccer. I actually bought FIFA this year 
Uh, I'm not buying any cards. I just bought FIFA, the game itself. I'm not playing the little the, the microtransaction game or anything. But it's helped me understand a lot of the concepts of soccer more instead of just being video games. You don't learn the game of football. You don't learn the game of soccer or baseball or any sport from Atari or in television. As great as in television baseball was, you didn't learn the nuance of the sport. But John Madden made that a priority for the Madden series of football games, which led for the other sports games to be more realistic and teach you. And you actually get to learn the sport. Even though John Madden's most known as a quarterback, or not quarterback, he was never he he didn't he never really play. I don't think he was a quarterback, but as a coach and then as a broadcaster, he's really a very influential game developer as well, a game designer as well. Even if he didn't do the nuts and bolts, he was a part of the uh, Madden series. He would every year he would send back brutal notes to the developer team. They would show him the game, uh, and he was very much involved in the process. So. He's been kind of out of the game, out of out of the light, the, the spotlight for a couple of years for a couple of years now. Uh, I think he stopped broadcasting about 10 years ago or something like that. Uh, so he's lived a long life. So thank you for your contrib- contributions to the gaming industry. John Madden. And Questbuster says uh, he thinks at one point he didn't know much about PCs, but he saw potential in the game as a teaching tool for coaches, too. Yes. And in fact, there actually is modes in in all of these uh, or in a lot of the later Maddens that actually have the coach telling you, you know, that's where and a lot of the football games now still have this where you ask Madden and Madden says, "Okay, based on this, here's what you should do. And here's what you here's the plays you should do. Uh, So. So, yeah. Uh, Zen Monkey 11 says, my question is, was Madden good at playing Madden? Uh, he played it some, uh, but I think he watched other people play it more. One place you can't play it yet, you can't play Madden yet, is in a Tesla. Uh, so this has uh, actually ca- come up uh, recently, and since this is kind of a slow news week, I figured this would be a great week to show this. Uh, but uh, we've been talking a little bit about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, showing up in other places, and uh, it was announced that it was coming into Tesla cars. Uh, there's also been news recently about uh, Tesla get, being under fire from the NHTSA uh, because they allowed for passenger play of some of their video games, uh, which means that they could be played while the car was in motion, uh, which they have rightfully removed. The, I am, uh, I'm a Tesla owner. I'm going to get into that in a second. But uh, they should have never have put that in in the first place. But uh, I've owned uh, a Tesla since 2015. I try not to talk about it too much because one of the jokes is, how do you know somebody drives a Tesla? They tell you. Uh, and I, don't, I try not to be that person anymore. Uh, I tried not to be it when I, when I got it new. But now, now it's just a car to me. But I got the update. And uh, so I figured I would uh, invite you into my car in my garage uh, and uh, I could show you uh, what, what it looks like to be, to, uh, be uh, play in the in the Tesla. So the first thing I do is I try to get my USB controller into, uh, the, in, into USB port, which is in the center area. Uh, and then, uh, and so actually what's funny is I use my Xbox 360 wired controller and the, the light the green light continually blinks. So, uh, I am now sitting in my garage and I am pulling up because everybody wants to see Sonic the Hedgehog. So here's Sonic the Hedgehog opening up and it has the Sega logo and it is it is the genesis version so 
as this goes in and goes through here. So one thing to note is that, uh, and now I'm actually going to play it to prove that this can be done. And, I, and I'll probably put this up on YouTube, by, by the way, for the uh, for, for the audience. Now, the words you heard that I just talked over was my dash cam coming on because technically this cranks the car. So my car is now technically cranked. And I'll turn the music down just a little bit there. So uh, this puts the car into somewhat of more of an on state. Uh, so because that's when my dash cam comes on. So my car is now quote unquote on. Um, but the game itself plays like you expect. And since I've got an uh, old uh, 2015 Tesla Model S, I've got the vertical screen. So it's kind of just centered in the middle. E3VL says, doesn't get uncomfortable playing at an angle for an extended amount of time. Probably. Um, and I'll explain what this is for later. Uh, but one thing to note is uh, that uh, the, the screen that's behind my steering wheel is off right now. Uh, so I'm pausing the game here. And what I'm actually going to do and what people are going to see is I'm actually going to try to put the car into... I'm going to try to turn the car on. There's a button at the top that says exit car to drive. And then the car comes back on. Uh, ZenMonkey11 says, does your car lose power if you play too many games? It obviously uses the battery, but uh, but there's a, there's a time and place to play them, which it won't really matter. Uh, but I have now put the car like completely in drive mode, and then it turns my car off. So I can't... I, I'm in park, but the car is on, and then it goes back in. And there's actually a bug with Sonic. It didn't come actually back to the to to um to the screen but I'm in the sonic mode uh and then but it turned my car off so I couldn't drive it so I can't play sonic while I'm driving all right the games that are on it uh the battle of polytopia uh which is a, a strategy game sonic the hedgehog they've got a version of sudoku they've got skyforce revealed which is kind of a, a fl- flying game solitaire uh cat quest uh and then fallout shelter and Stardew Valley, Batgammon, Cuphead, Beach Buggy Racing 2, uh, Chess 2048, and then a bunch of Atari games. So Asteroids, Centipede, these are actual Atari ROMs, Super Breakout, Lunar Lander, uh, Missile Command, Millipede, uh, Tempest, and Gravitar. And uh, these are all uh, E3 VLS free to play or ha- free to have or all a card. These are all part of every car. Um, so this is now me putting up, cu- pulling up Cuphead just to show that uh, it runs at 60 frames a second. Um, and once again, it turns the car off. The screen behind my uh, steering wheel is off. I cannot operate the car. Uh, it's playing over the speakers. And it's very snappy because I'm using a USB wired controller. Uh, I've... Um, played zero you know zero percent of this i'm gonna go in and do the uh do the uh do the tutorial part victory mask can you hack it to add retro arc uh you can pro you can hack it to do a lot of things uh but it involves you literally taking apart your car and then if you do something and then actually if tesla detects that you've done that they will restrict access to certain features that require the network so here's me actually playing the the, the tutorial, uh, and, and actually and and learning knowing how to double jump. And S. Matt says, "Yeah, uh, probably voids the expensive car's warranty. Yes, it absolutely voids the warranty, and you can't actually get service." So 
the game, so there's a, a Beach Buggy Racing 2. And before you start playing Beach Buggy Racing 2, it comes up with a warning. And this warning says, do not use the gear stalk or accelerator player pedal while playing. The vehicle's front wheels will move when you turn the steering wheel during game control. Keep the area around the front wheel clear while playing games with with the steering wheel. Additionally, you must be prepared for vehicle controls like accelerator pedal, brake pedal, and gear stalk to resume normal driving controls function as soon as you exit the game. Do not allow children to play unintended. So this is a Mario Kart clone uh, that I'm pretty sure it is a real game, but they've made a special Tesla version. Uh, And it's, I think Vector Limit was the name of the the company it posted by. And uh, so, and Rob Roberts says, this seems like such a bad idea. Yes. Uh, So one of the things, it it actually uses uh, the color of my car. It actually knows what my car's color is. And you're basically Mario Karting with with other Teslas. And so I'm going to do the first uh first first mission here. Uh the or the first track here. And this is also the first like I don't have any time. So this is also like one of the first times I'm playing this. But you actually use it it, it has auto acceleration, but I'm actually using my steering wheel to steer and it actually doesn't want you to turn the steering wheel too much. There's going to be a little uh, words at the top of the screen that says you're going too far left, too far right. Um, but it's Mario Kart. It's, you, you're in a little go-kart uh, that is the color of your Tesla, whatever color it knows you have. Uh, you have items that you can fight against other people. Uh, and it does the, the downside of using the wheel and the brake pedal for this is, A, your brakes, they, they all function, so your brake lights keep turning on and off as you're braking. And your wheels do move, but it's actually a lot, a lot slighter than I thought. Um, I, I, it wasn't until I took, I took a video and I'm actually showing my wheels and they don't turn that much, but it's still not good for them because they're rubbing against whatever floor you're on. So you don't want to do this too much, but you can hook up the controller and play this fully with the controller, uh, and, and play this when the car is not in operation. Uh, and Mike Def says, I'm pretty sure Motorsport has some Tesla models. Some, uh... Forza Horizon 2 had Teslas, and Forza Motorsport, I think, 6 had a Tesla. But they Tesla stopped licensing their, their cars for games. Uh, also, what they've got, uh, which also blanks out the, the main screen so you can't operate the car, is Twitch. And so I'm actually going in here. You can't log into Twitch, so I can't go to, like, my subscribe channels. Uh, but uh, I actually went to uh, Froob, who's doing Lost Judgment at AGDQ, uh, and it shows here. And if people were chatting, which nobody was chatting in the time that I was uh, doing this, uh, it would show up there. But the minute you try to put the car in reverse or drive, it cuts off Twitch. It's done. You can't have it up. Uh, you're, you're done. It just cancels out immediately. So you cannot have it on when you even try to put the car in reverse or drive. It only works while it's in park. Paco says, should have brought up Vogue. We weren't live when I recorded this. Uh, so YouTube is also on here. So you can uh, and you can sign into YouTube so you can get to your own subscriptions and stuff like that. Uh, And it shows up uh, and you can watch YouTube videos here. And uh, Pop Coach says you should have brought up Vogue. Well, I did. I brought up Vogue here. So you're probably wondering, so what's the point of these? Uh, And why not just watch on your phone? And this is more for when you're at a charging stop and you're, you're stuck in your car for 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, you're in a charging stop, and you have more than one person in the car. 
uh, you notice Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus were on there. All four, you know, if you're a family of four, all four of you can watch something on the screen while you're all just sitting there charging. Uh, so uh, there's also other, there's a toy box mode. That's the emissions testing mode. So you can make things happen. That was in there. Uh, but uh, there's this other thing in the toy box that not many people talk about. It's called Tracks, T-R-A-X. And what this is, is for budding DJs. Once again, the car is completely off. Uh, you cannot operate the car while doing this. But uh, it, is, it is a tracking software to where you can just basically make some beats. It's, it's a beat sequencer. So, so this is me just making a little simple drum beat uh, by just I'm I'm tapping on the screen. Uh, it's it's got uh there's it's a repeating four beats, so it's just one measure. Uh, it's I think it's going at 140 beats per minute at the top. I can change that, and I'm just I'm just making a little beat, letting it play. You can't put in notes. You can. There are there are instruments, but they're in a specific key. But you can't like actually make any kind of notes or anything in there. But I decided to make some syncopation here. Get some three on four here. That's some syncopation right there. Uh, and you can save this and you know play it later and stuff like that. Now the one thing you can do while the car is in motion, one thing you can do is thing called karaoke. C-A-R-A-O-K-E. And this is, uh, this is a karaoke player where uh, you can play the songs that they have uh, in their service. And they've got a whole lot of songs, a whole lot of different things. And it shows the words on the screen. Now, the car is on. Uh, you can see in the very top left of the screen, you can actually see portions of the center screen. And you can have... Uh, karaoke going, and this is intended intended for the other people in your car to be able to read the words while they belt it out during a road trip. So this is the one thing that could be controversial that can still be used while the car is in motion because it's part of the radio player and not necessarily part of the arcade or the theater. Um, so uh, that's the one thing that, that has been added that uh, that that could be controversial. Um, so the whole point of these, when you are when it is intended for you to use these, is when you are charging the car or you are in the parking lot waiting for someone. And the reason they they do this is because it's a convenience feature, and uh, only one person can see the phone. So you can actually use Tesla's data because they, these come through, uh, you have premium connectivity if you pay 10 bucks for a month for that, or my car had it grandfathered in because it was free. I got a lot of things on my car that you have to pay for. I get them free on my car because I've had it for so long. Uh, but it comes over that, so you're not using up your mobile data if you have any of that. And it's on the, test, the main screen, and it's coming over the speakers, which I know you could do that with just Bluetooth. Uh, so th there's a way around that. But everybody can watch the same Disney Plus show, or Netflix show, or Hulu, or YouTube, or Twitch. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, uh, it's, that's what it's for, uh, because those are 30 to 45 minutes and you've got to find some way to entertain the family. Um, not every, you know, other, if, if it's, especially if it's raining and you can't run around in the supercharger and you don't want to run around in some of those parking lots. Um, the car karaoke feature, that's the one thing that you can do while the car's in motion that does have motion playing on the screen. 
uh, that could be distracting to the driver. So we'll see how long that one lasts. We'll see if that's part of the investigation. Um, so I don't use the karaoke thing um, because I'm usually the one driving alone. And so I just I have Spotify going, actually. Um Rob Robert says, looking at the screen while driving, that's a bit too tempting. I don't know. Probably the best just to sing along with the regular tracks like I usually do. Uh, and uh, Pod Culture says, is it 5G? With 3 and 4 going away, I'd be worried. So um, when I bought the car, it was 3G. I had a 3G antenna. Uh, cars built a month after I mine was built had the 4G LTE antenna in them. Uh, so as far as I know, that's what they're still on. I don't think they're on the 5G network yet, but, uh, because, and I think they're using AT&T's network. AT&T is shutting down their 3G networks in February. So I actually got an email that, uh, had I not done the infotainment upgrade, I would have been eligible for a free update to get the LTE tuner into or the LTE antenna attached to my car. I did the infotainment upgrade, so that's actually an updated computer. Uh, I got it la- about a year ago, and uh, that came with the LTE antenna. So it is on 4G right now, uh, but it sounds like they could easily update the antenna to work with 5G if it comes to that. But 3G is going away, so they're trying to update all the cars, upgrade all the cars uh, to have them have the three uh, get the 4G LTE antenna at least which is only a deal for cars built before June of 2015, and mine was built in May of 2015. Uh, But they're doing that. But mine is at 4G LTE, which is just fine for what we're doing. Uh, And it can connect to Wi-Fi. So if you have a Wi-Fi hotspot, you can actually connect your car to the Wi-Fi hotspot and use that. So Rob Roberts says, I actually didn't know about AT&T shutting down 3G network. Oop, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I didn't know either. Uh, but, uh, but, but apparently they are, uh, and, uh, you know, if you, but if your phone does LTE, uh, and higher, you should be fine because they're only going to shut down 3g if there's enough coverage on 4g to be able to, to cover all the places that 3g was covering. So, uh, that's the second time I've gone through many of those games, maybe the first for some of those. So it's a party trick. It is, uh, it is a fun, neat party trick. Uh, along with you know sliding the little uh, the slide swiping on the screen to open your sunroof to like thirty six percent, which you can do. That's a party trick. Uh, the summoning going backwards and forwards. That's a party trick. I've, I I do that um, where you can, where the car will go really slowly, like either forward or backward. Uh, newer cars will actually like navigate a parking lot. I would never do that. Uh, but that's also a party trick. You would never really want to use that in an actual parking lot because that's dumb. I'm not big on the self full self-driving stuff. My car doesn't have that. It has the old, old autopilot that was more radar-based. Uh, and the autopilot that's in all the new Tesla cars, that's all uh, vision-based. It's all computer vision and AI and stuff. Whereas mine actually just uses radar that pings around. And, it, and I consider it a little bit more uh, accurate. E3VL says, can it parallel park? Yes, it can do that. Uh, so it, it parallel park. And it will also back into a space. But this is not a Tesla podcast. I wasn't going to go into the, a lot of that stuff. But, yes, it can use its sensors to pal- parallel park. It can use the sensors to back in as long as there are two cars on either side. Or is there, as long as there's a car on either side in both the parallel park and the backing into a space. Probably, you know, not very necessary, but it's one of those things that makes Teslas kind of cool and people talk about Teslas. Uh, but in reality, you don't use that stuff all that much. Then again, I don't have kids. 
I don't, uh, and, and I haven't gone on a long road trip uh, in the past two years for obvious reasons. So I've never really had the opportunity to be in a situation where I'm like, hmm, maybe I should play a little bit of a game. I do remember I did play 2048 in a charging stop once because I had 2048 before uh, it, back in 2019 because it didn't need the better computer, so I still had it. Uh, and last time I did use a supercharger, I sat and watched Twitch while it was charging. And that's what I used it for. Would I play Cuphead in this? No. Would I play Sonic in this? No. Is it a cool talking point? Yeah. Do I think Tesla should have enabled passengers to be able to play it while the car is in motion? No, absolutely not. Uh, that was a dumb move by Tesla. Uh, but Tesla is very much in the we're going to ask forgiveness instead of permission. And Tesla's like, we're just going to push the envelope until the regulators say we can't. That's been their thing with autopilot and the full self-driving and stuff is that they do things and then force the gov- the federal government to respond. And that's kind of what they did with this passenger play thing. And uh, thankfully, nobody got in an accident because of it because it wasn't really advertised all that much. I didn't know you could do it. Uh, and But I couldn't do it when I, when I got, into the, got into my garage to film that today. Um, so uh, I'm not going to defend everything they do. I do not think that the person who is the owner of Tesla, who is not the founder of Tesla Motors, by the way. Tesla Motors was founded by two other guys, and then the guy that everybody knows and thinks of as the head guy at Tesla, he actually bought in like a year after Tesla Motors had had started. Uh, I'm not going to sing his praises all the time. Uh, I do not buy into that cult. And... um, uh, in in fact, I stopped following that person on Twitter. I'm like, I don't need to see all your stuff anymore. I don't. Uh, and, and I've also gotten kicked out of several Tesla club, uh, car club groups uh, because I do not subscribe to the cult. And when he does stupid things and I say it's stupid, they're like, what do you mean it's stupid? How dare you? You're just jealous. And I'm like, no, I think artists should be credited. But uh, I still enjoy the car. I still love the car. I use it responsibly. Uh, and it has actually, you know, the autopilot features I do have actually do make my road trips better. I'm glad that they took out the passenger play, though, because you don't need to be playing those while the car's in motion. Not on the front screen. Some of them have a back screen. Like, so there's a screen in the back uh, that is bet- on, the, uh, on the, the center panel, but it's between the two seats, and only the backseat drivers can see, or the backseat, backseat drivers, the backseat uh, occupants can see it, which it usually you can control the radio from there. You can have your own climate controls there. And I think there's even USB ports back there, which means theoretically they could have the game playing on that screen. I would be okay with that because that is not in view of the driver. But I don't, know if they do that i don't have that in my car so i wasn't able to test it then so that's what it's like to play games in a model s so usually i play a uh, music break and uh but i'm not going to because i want to talk about games of the year and stuff with rob uh so we're not gonna do a music break 
uh, it's January. I can't torture people with Christmas music anymore. Uh, but we'll get to the mu- the the music break. It was a. It's, I'm just going to keep it for next week. Uh, and also, normally we take calls. I'm going to check in the green room just in case. I don't see anybody in the green room. So usually over Discord, we have um, you know there's a green room voice chat channel. If you want to call in, you go in that green room voice chat channel, and then I pull you in, and we can have a ch- conversation about anything going on in video games on the air. But coming up next uh, here on the Voice Geeks Network is, is normally Orange Lounge Radio. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit different tonight, and we're going to talk to Rob about that a little bit. Uh, They're still going on, but I still like to check in with my buddy Rob and uh, see what's going on. And uh, I'm going to check. See, uh, Sacramento, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Bobby. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. uh, little, little boo-boo on my end. My web camera does not like to operate in two applications simultaneously, so uh, it took me a minute to get my camera. I know! My gosh, you'd think with the technology and everything today, it would be a little better, but uh, no, it didn't work out. Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. So we're, we're you're you're speaking from someplace different. Uh, I'm seeing a whole it's bunch my of basement. Aren't you jealous? I am. I am so jealous of your basement. <laughs> uh, you guys see a lot of arcade machines. Yes. And uh, I put them all together backwards. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> you know. Actually, no. So they're they're forwards on mine. Oh, Remember, oh for your, you okay, Yeah, good, your good. your screen is flipped. I've had to teach people that like uh, when, you know, when I'm, when I, at my day job, cause we use zoom all the time and somebody actually like, they didn't realize that their video was only flipped to them because that's what oh. it does is for the mirror, but everybody else sees it for, forward, straight up forward. But what she had done is she took a picture of her background without her in it, flipped it and put it behind her. So it would look right. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not how this works. But, but anyway, so the, yeah, so you've got them all set up. I'm very jealous. I see some uh, Meg, Mega Man too, some Tetris, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. Defender. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Check that out. Who needs a Tron cab when I have all this crap? Exactly. And you got a bowling alley in the back too. Yeah. That's great. Like, <laughs> yes, some um, Alan wanted that. Go figure. So, uh, why why are you coming to me from an arcade tonight? Okay, so um, I'm actually in my office tonight uh, because um, there's actually not going to be like a normal Orange Launch Radio this week. Uh, We had to make a last-minute cancellation. Um, Loki uh, had an emergency come up. Uh, I'll talk about that in just a minute. But um, it didn't really feel right to start our 20th year of broadcasting uh, without all three of us available. So we just decided, you know, and plus the news this week, I mean, as you kind of saw on your own show, there's just not a lot that happens between, mm-hmm. you know, December 25th and January 1st. So um, we just decided, you know what, Jamie and I will just kind of do something special live for the Sunday audience for the people that are here every week. Uh, but we won't really do like a normal OLR and we'll wait for Loki to be back. And then uh, we'll, we'll have ourselves our first show of our 20th year on air. All right. So uh, so we're, we're finally into the new year. We made it to the new year. That's that's something we can say. Um mm-hmm. Are you going to be talking about uh, what maybe your game of the year was for last year or what your favorite game from last year was now that the year is completely over? Probably next week on the show, we'll get into some, when we have an actual show, we'll get into some of that discussion. I can say kind of at a high level, I feel like um, I didn't play as many new games this year. Mm -hmm. This year was really about kind of indulging in old favorites, um, a lot of the comfort food, Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, catching up on backlogs, of course, the eternal struggle. Um, And also, you know, we had so much stuff that just kind of got delayed, uh, things that didn't end up happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some of my favorites are no surprise. We all know how strongly I felt about the omission 
edition of Forza Horizon 5 mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, uh, Game Awards. But to be fair, I haven't really scoped out a lot, a lot of the competition. Um, but I, I obviously there were some good, there were some really good games that came out yeah. this year. And yeah, we'll take a minute to acknowledge those probably next week on the show. So since people are probably wondering what mine would be, uh, I don't do game of the year. I do my favorite game that I, my favorite game of the year. And, I think that's a better way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously it's not going to be the best game out because I mean, I remember people would be upset that I would give a game that didn't push graphical quality uh, as game of the year or something to push the industry forward. Uh, so I don't do game of the year. Um, the honorable mention I will mention just cause you're here. So you can, you can hear this. My honorable mention is a game that came out in 2020 at the very end of 2020 that I really got into and played in 2021, which is Yakuza like a dragon. So, uh, that's my honorable mention, but it came out in 2020. So technically it's not my favorite game that came out in 2021. So it's an mm-hmm. honorable mention, but the two that really stood out in my mind that I played a lot of was one is Forza Horizon 5, which we all knew was kind of coming uh, because mm-hmm. of that. But earlier this year, Persona 5 Strikers came oh, out. Sure. And sure. not having really played a Musou game seriously before. I mean, I've seen Dynasty Warriors. I've seen, I played the demo of Hyrule Warriors. It didn't really speak to me. Uh, but loving Persona, which I went through all of Persona 5 Royal in 2020 when there was nothing, when I couldn't go anywhere else. That's when I actually played a 120 hour game. Probably will never happen again in my life. Hopefully not. Uh, but uh, but Persona 5 Strikers taking the Dynasty Warriors formula and giving it more of a bite-sized chunk and putting that Persona p- p- uh, coat of paint on it, really, like, I just really enjoyed, like, the 50 hours I had with that game. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was something that really makes the Dynasty Warriors, the Musou games, a lot more accessible and it kind of mm-hmm. taught me more about those games that maybe ne- then when I go into Dynasty Warriors or even Hyrule Warriors or any of these other games, I kind of understand the basic concepts more because I, the Hyrule Warriors demo just like jumps you right in to like the big battle and, you know, all this is going on and they're trying, oh, yeah, this is what's going on. I'm like, OK, really? oh, wait, wait. Whereas Persona 5 Strikers just jumps, drops you really into a smaller battles and they're over quickly. And then then the larger battles get to be. The, the 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 minute long epics so i don't know if you yeah um i don't know if you No, I, I i didn't play the strikers although as e3vl points out in chat it's on playstation plus this week mm-hmm. so um for for the january release so i'd probably get around to it there um but i would say like hyrule warriors was kind of that i think for a lot of people where it was like i mean yeah the introduction was kind of a different setup but i think was kind of like that introduction into a muso type of game for mm-hmm. that was it for a lot of people yeah um i i was that weirdo that actually kind of liked 99 nights but that's just because i'll play anything with mizuguchi's name on it mm-hmm. and that was his one weird like anomaly kind of title i'm yeah. not sure if he was just trying to go mainstream or what but um yeah that was uh, kind of my first yeah. experience with those types of games E3VLS, No Lost Judgment. So Lost Judgment, that's the Yakuza game that came out this this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, And I rented it. I've got it from Gamefly, which is Game Pass for physical media. And uh, I, I got it from Gamefly, but uh, it's got too much stealth. So it, it will never mm-hmm. be my favorite game of anything mm-hmm. because I do, not like, I do not like playing games with stealth. I think games that have stealth in them are can be great and you know wonderful for the industry and congrats. I just prefer not to play those. And... Lost Judgment has the beat-em-up of the Yakuza games 
the beat 'em up style of the first six or seven or whatever Yakuza games. Uh, but it's interspersed with stealth elements where you're trying to evade. And I I don't have the patience for that. So, because uh, I know Persona has a little bit of that, but it's super easy. Like, it doesn't feel like stealth in Persona. You're just jumping between cover, and it's mm-hmm. one button press, and you're not having to do too much. Um, so that's why Lost Judgment didn't get there uh, at all on, on any of my lists. But, uh, yeah, I didn't realize Persona 5 Strikers was going to be on PlayStation Plus, so I do actually highly recommend it. Uh, you do not need to have beaten Persona 5 to understand it all. Uh, and But uh, if you have played Persona 5 but not Persona 5 Royal, you'll be just fine because Persona 5 Strikers does not include or, or reference the content in Royal. Because Persona 5 Royal added another semester, it added another dungeon, it had another party member. None of them are referenced in Strikers. So... But even then, you don't really need to know. It doesn't reference the ending of Persona 5. Right. So it just, it happens, you know. The, the spoiler alert is all the kids make it to summer vacation. You know, so none of the main characters die. There you go. So. Um. So, yeah. So uh, I guess, um, so you're just going to be talking, uh, do, doing kind of a short mini show. Uh, I'd ask total you which... under random, total yeah. utter randomness tonight. Yeah, but um, it'll be fun. We'll answer. We'll answer uh, questions from chat. Whatever you guys want us to talk about, like uh, pretty much nothing off limits tonight, unless mm-hmm. it's freaky. So since <laughs> Other, my since, otherwise AMA. So since my show goes out on the podcast feed on my podcast feed, is this going out on your podcast feed or is this a no, live only this thing? Is just, this is just a, a okay. special thing for our Sunday night audience. We don't plan to get too heavy into game talk tonight. Um, maybe there's some headlines. I don't know. But of course, I'm also about special shows for the yep. for the Twitch crowd. We love the podcast crowd. But I'm I'm all about you know we did a special show uh, earlier this week. Yep. Uh, there was a Final Fantasy 14 spoiler thing. I didn't see you there. I figured you're just trying to stay away because you never know you might you might decide to to mm-hmm. get back on that again. But um, and it wasn't a huge turnout. But I understand it was a, a niche thing for sure. Um, but I'm hoping that's something that'll be a little more evergreen in the archives. So the more things we can do like that, the better. Yep. Yeah, I think I was. Uh we were prepping for our small new year's gathering. Uh, mm-hmm. and so Wednesday night, I think we were out like getting stuff for that, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and dealing with some of that, which went well, we, we only had like eight, eight people or so. Everybody tested negative beforehand. Everybody's tested positive since it worked what? out, you know, or what? everybody's tested what? negative. What? Everybody's tested <laughs> okay. negative before. Wait, what? What? Let me say that again. Bobby speaks for fun. Bob, Bobby speaks. Take two. Everybody tested negative before. Everybody tested negative after. Okay. We all made better. it. I mean, obviously, it's you. Know, there's a couple more days. So, uh, yeah, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby doesn't know how to speak. That's what we learned. Sorry, start, starting 2022 off of the bang. Yes, yes. Except we didn't. We didn't shoot off any fireworks. Our neighbors did, and we could hear it, but we had no bang. Oh, nothing to bang. Aren't there? jerk neighbors in every neighborhood that do that yeah. i don't understand yeah sometimes in the old days it was me um or i was with the people that doing it i never shot okay. them off myself but i was always at the party where they were shooting them off and i'm like yay there's fireworks and now i don't what yeah. one time with a friend i met through ddr on the fourth of yeah. july we did some illegal fireworks they were yeah. really cool but uh yeah bad idea yep but yes we all tested positive for fun but okay, tested good. negative for for the, for big bad stuff we were very safe yeah. and 
it all worked out. So, yeah. all right. Uh, so fun time with Rob and Jamie is next. We're ca- oh, we're calling it No LR. No LR. No is LR. Next. All, all right. right. <laughs> well, ha- have a fun No LR, and uh, I'll uh, I'll see you again next week. See you next week. Thanks for having me in the weird circumstance. Yep. All right. Thanks so much. All right, so uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night testing negative for the Big C, I promise. I am never going to like live that down. And now that I've referenced this too much, I can't edit it out of the podcast either. So you, you, you here on the podcast are going to hear that again. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, after Awesome Games Done Quick 2022 starts. HGDQ will have already been on for about eight hours by the time I get on. Uh, so, uh, come join us directly. And remember, I will be on AGDQ, uh, hosting on Tuesday morning, Thursday afternoon, and Saturday at noon, uh, Eastern time. So, uh, yeah. So come join us then, uh, here on twitch.tv slash VOG network, uh, or Twitter at Bobby Blackwell. If you can see, I will post up, uh, you know, an updated image of when I'm going to be, uh, on AGDQ. Uh, or on our Discord server, fognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. And if you, hate, if you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. And we do want to thank, I do want to thank uh, that we did get two new follows in the past, like not during uh, the show tonight, uh, but uh, over the past two days, two great gamers followed. So thank you so much for that. And Gripper02 followed uh, a couple hours ago. So thank you so much for the follows. Uh, that you gave while we were off the air. Uh, so uh, that is uh, it. I'm going to go ahead and hit the button that uh, says that I need to stop talking and stop saying that I tested positive for things I didn't test positive for. So I'm, I'm never going to live that down. I'm going to beat myself up over that, and I should. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.